spacecraft did not crash in Roswell, New Mexico in 1947. You know flat earthers, I guarantee it. But you don't know who they are because they're afraid of talking about it. This is not a test. This is your emergency broadcast system. Hello and welcome to the 108th annual Subliminal Exception Podcast, your weekly dose of conspiracy theory. Bullshit. My name is Cody. I'm joined by my pal Phil. How are you? Doing good, buddy. How about yourself? Not doing too bad. Uh, how is the weather in your neck of the wood? It is getting hot as fuck. And per usual, everyone is driving like a fucking asshole out there. So if you live in the uh, the valley, the Phoenix area, you know, be careful out there because <laughs> definitely the heat starts to get to people's brains. So. <laughs> They're cooking up there like a little boiler. Is that why they start driving crazy or what? Yeah, I have no idea what it is, but I nearly got into an accident uh, <laughs> on my way home from the gym yesterday. I nearly got ran into twice while driving the five blocks back to my house. So it's wow. crazy. Also, people in parking lots are basically parking diagonal in parking spaces now across two spots. So, mm, okay, interesting. I didn't know this was a. It heats up people drive worse. I've, you know, I, I've never heard of this phenomena before, but uh, is there something in the water or is it just, just a brain cooking? I don't know. Well, now that I think about it, the parking lot situation was at a gym and there are a lot of uh, people who look like they could be possibly assholes <laughs> at that gym. So maybe it could be that, but yeah, I have noticed it as the weather, as the temperature has risen, I've noticed it getting worse and worse, so. Maybe they're like roid raging and they can't they can't drive properly when they're that angry. Could be. Those <laughs> tiny little balls just make some fucking or, or if they're so ripped, you know, where you're so ripped like you can't move your arms and it makes yeah. it really hard for them to like turn the steering wheel. So maybe that's <laughs> like the best they can do. They're just like the uh, the dad from the Invincibles. He's just crammed into that <laughs> tiny little car. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know what's funny about my driving situation? So now that I live uh, five minutes from work, yeah, like I drive so little that I don't really even experience uh, traffic anymore compared to the forty five minutes that I was driving previously. So that's uh, that's uh, kind of nice. Yeah, with my drive home, you can definitely tell that people are starting to go back into the office because a few months ago, my drive home was pretty much just as barren as my 4.35 drive to work in the morning. I drive to work at about 4.35 in the morning and there's no one on the roads. A few months ago, it was not much busier in the afternoon. Now it's pretty much the entire probably two blocks to the interstate is completely jam-packed. Just like it used to be. So, I imagine the uh, companies were sweating a little bit having to pay people to work from home where they don't have yeah. like an iron fist controlling them. They don't have their thumbs on their necks. So, yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't have a job like that. So, I've been able to go into work the entire time. So, it's kind of nice. The uh, I know some people 
like the companies would install or have them install things on their computer that would like literally track every key that they press just to yes. make sure they're like constantly working. I did also hear about laptops where you could not turn off the camera. I've heard about those too. Oh, yikes. You didn't realize that the camera was on, but the camera was like on the whole time. That seems like uh, illegal. Yeah, that might have been just a rumor. Like somebody, you know, like sitting at home, just going stir crazy, might have just thought the camera's always staring at them. But I have heard stories about that. So. So, so, yeah, we got another piece of big news, and it's from a gentleman that, uh, how can we say this, you know, has been pretty big in the conspiracy world this last year. Uh, Mr. Bill Gates is yes. officially divorcing his wife of 37 years. Uh, is Melina? Is Melin- it- I think it's Melinda. Melinda. Melinda Gates. I don't know what happened. I They seem like such a happy couple, but maybe they... You know, behind closed doors, it wasn't all gravy. Perhaps her programming missed a few updates and she just kind of (laughs) finally woke it up. Maybe that whole little chip that gets shot into the brain, maybe it wears out over time. She kind of realized who she was with. Much like uh, most Windows updates, something breaks when you update it. Eventually, it'll wear the hardware down. (laughs) Yep, exactly. No, the... I was kind of telling you about this meme that someone sent me right after the announcement of Bill getting divorced. And it was like, uh, for some reason, when Jeff Bezos or it was something to do with Jeff Bezos or what do Jeff Bezos and Bill Gates have in common? It's like when they both hear the word union, they uh, get scared. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was pretty good. Shout out to uh, Mr. Bezos and his constant never-ending greed yeah i wonder i mean that's gonna be a pretty big divorce settlement i have heard that they never had a like a prenup when they got married because i guess they had money at the time but not like not like the money they have now obviously so i don't know if they really even had a prenup so that could be fucking huge well hold on now we we can maybe we don't have to jump to that maybe we can assume since it's been 37 years, Jesus, is that about the start of Microsoft? Uh, ooh, that would have been in the, what, the fucking 90s. So, I mean, Microsoft is maybe a little older than that, but not much. Yeah. So I don't think he had a ton of money back then. I think he was pretty much fully invested in the company if he did have any money. Well, uh, as, as much as everyone thinks Bill Gates is evil, I'm pretty sure he has like things in place to donate all his money when he dies. So, you know what? Mm-hmm. Maybe his wife's a, a pleasant woman as well. I don't know. Maybe that won't be like Bezos and his ex-wife. She seems like a decent person. Who knows, though? I mean, they are rich. They might do the eyes wide shut shit behind closed doors and, you know, have like the, the where they hunt humans and those kind of parties. <laughs> but they probably just do the Bilderberg shit where they, you know, Dress up like owls and fuck each other, I imagine. <laughs> Allegedly. Yeah, that's, uh, well, I mean, that's just normal uh, rich people activity, to be honest with you. I, I don't know. I don't know what they do. What do you, what do people like that do? I don't know. Bill, uh, you can email us anytime you'd like. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure he listens. Yeah. <laughs> you know he listens. I know he loves, I know you're out there, Bill. I know, because yeah. we're on Bill's side. We don't believe that Bill is trying to take over the world. 
But I don't think he's like Jeff Bezos. I, you know, Jeff Bezos has that input where he just kind of plugs into the internet, and it's like where how Google catches all mentions of something that you type in, where he can just catch all mentions of Jeff Bezos. So I'm guessing he's heard every single one of our episodes. <laughs> so he's got that good Android fucking hardware, the updates and everything. Well, so. I bet Alexa's listening to us uh, at 24 hours a day just to tell him what we say about him. Probably. But uh, but speaking of rich people and large companies, are you uh, ready to get into this week's episode, Phil? Yeah, it's your turn. It is. Yeah, this is, uh, I need to thank some of my coworkers for bringing this to my attention because I didn't even realize this was a conspiracy until about eh, two weeks ago. So I decided, you know what, what the hell, let's dig into it. And apparently this is a pretty fresh and uh, hmm. uh, up and coming uh, conspiracy. So let's get. Nice. S- we're on. Uh, we're on the cutting edge. All right. <laughs> let's get in here. It would come as no surprise if we were to find out that any of the large ominous corporations in America were doing something that is considered unethical or more than likely illegal. But could it be possible that a few people on Reddit have created a wild conspiracy that might have? A little truth based in reality here, Phil. So now I know you and I, God, let's just even say this. Since we were 16, man, we were always railing against corporations, weren't we? Yeah. Well, I mean, at the time we were only, you know, I think Mabes might have only had two two locations open. But for <laughs> us, for that small town shit, they might as well have been fucking Microsoft. So. But I'm saying... You and I used to dog on fucking Walmart. We used to dog on Best Buy. We used to dog on like all them big greedy ass corporations. Oh yeah, Taco Bell. Everyone loved Taco Bell, but I always hated it. Then they then their food went downhill pretty hard. So you know what? So you're not a fan? No, I'm not a fan. I've Ooh. I've always thought Taco Bell smells just as bad when you have it like on your plate as it does when it's in the fucking toilet. <laughs> it always smells like fucking rotten dog food. All right. Well, you might uh, send your hate mail to SD Pod <laughs> Phil on Instagram right there. Coming straight from Bumble Adam. <laughs> right. yeah. The particular Reddit user, user who sparked a wild debate involves a company that on the surface seems like it should be fairly innocent. The name of this store is The Mattress Firm. Now, I'm going to go ahead and just read his verbatim... Uh, thing that he posted on Reddit that kind of like sparked this whole thing here. Mattress Firm is some sort of giant money laundering scheme. They're fucking everywhere and always empty. I remember seeing four mattress firms all on each corner of an intersection once, and there's no way there's such a demand for mattresses. So what is your initial feeling after hearing that? Does that spark something in your head? Does that relate to you that why is there so many i mean i've never really thought about it before but when you hear it kind of like that like yeah i do see a lot of like either mattress (laughs) firms or like a lot of these mattress companies and when you go in there you never see them also mattresses are something that you have for probably six to ten years yeah like there's very little demand for mattresses (laughs) to have whole stores devoted to them you see okay now from that first layer there you're like, I, I'm guessing a lot of people who would listen to this might never even heard of this before. Are like, yeah, why are there so many fucking mattress stores? And 
Yeah. It kind of like makes you think, well, what is going on here? Why do they need so many? But before we get into all that, let me read another cool comment that was on the same Reddit thread here. Holy shit. Thanks for confirming this. My family has been speculating for years because there are literally five locations in a one mile stretch of road near us. I'm not even exaggerating. All five on the same street. Two of them even face each other. <laughs> <laughs> like the employees can wave at each other from the front window if they wanted. Now, I did a little uh, investigative work here for us, Phil, to see how many mattress firms or mattress stores are within the vicinities that we, you and I both currently live in. Now, <laughs> with the, I have three mattress firms within two miles of where I live right now, and mm-hmm. there are 16 stores that sell mattresses within a five-mile radius of me. <laughs> Yeah. What is what's going on here? I mean, that's crazy, especially considering South St. Paul, like St. Paul is not that dense of a dense of an area. There's not that many people living there. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I I I really don't know. Now, you're it was a little harder for me to look in your exact location, but I searched the city you live in. Um, hmm. and it's, it, it says there's six mattress firms within the general vicinity, vicinity that you live in. Now that includes like Mesa Gilbert. Um, and there's one other one there and there's well Chandler. Yeah, I believe that. And then there's well over 12 stores that sell mattresses all together around your area. So, um, yeah, that's just two examples. I would recommend anybody who's listening to this. Go on Google and search like mattress firms around me or like mattress stores around me. I don't know why there's so many. Yeah, I was actually going to say when you first started talking about this, I had this thought in my head. There's actually so there's a store called American Furniture Warehouse. They're mostly an online delivery, but they do have a store that is in Gilbert, I believe Gilbert or Chandler. And it is giant. American Furniture Warehouse is basically the size of a Costco. And it's just, they just sell furniture. But in that same parking lot, there's two businesses in that parking lot. There's American Furniture Warehouse and there's a mattress firm. I've never seen any cars <laughs> in front of mattress firm. And I'm, I'm pretty sure they even have the lights off most of the time. <laughs> like during business hours. I've never seen anyone in there. Every time I went to American Furniture Warehouse to buy things. And they definitely sell mattresses. I bought my mattress from American Furniture Warehouse. It's a Serta. It's fucking awesome. But Ooh. yeah, like it's I can I've I've never thought about it, but it's just like that just hit me right there. Cause definitely <laughs> I've never seen anyone in that mattress firm. That's what I'm saying. Like I can see why this guy is like, why do we need so many of these fucking things? <laughs> like honestly, and we th- they. The mattress firm gives an explanation for the number of stores, but we'll get into that later. <laughs> People have asked this question before, so they've had to post like an FAQ on their own website. Wow. No, no, I no. Will... It was we'll get into it, like how how and where I write it at, but it's like I don't know, man. It just kind of seems weird. Yeah, I was going to say for so for your area, there's a lot more like air. There's a lot more space in between the city, uh, the little cities that make up the Twin Cities. 
Uh, so it's like less dense where I live. It's completely, you know, everything's elbow to elbow, all the little towns. And so you'll get like, it's kind of weird because you'll pass a Chipotle and think, oh, I want Chipotle. I might as well go to the one like four blocks away because I'm already, you know, a block and a half past it. So there are like a lot of these stores that are very close to each other. But yeah, now that I think about it, there's a whole lot of just, you know, either these like mattress stores or furniture stores. I have one right across the street. It's a furniture store <laughs> that I've never seen anyone go into. I've lived here for two and a half years and they've had a going out of business fire sale sign in front of their fucking store for the whole two and a half years that I've lived here. Yeah. See, that's that's another one like that thing I would love to do an episode on too because I don't fully understand because I've seen those everywhere where it's like, everything they're constantly going out of business and they've been going out of business for like three years now like at <laughs> yeah. some point you actually need to go out of business do you not i don't know yeah. but it's uh whatever it's uh and you probably don't know because you haven't visited my new place but um i live in a very very dense area right now so like every store you can possibly imagine is like a half a mile away but still 16 mattress selling stores seems a bit excessive. Oh, that's right. I forgot that you moved away from West St. Paul. Yeah. So you live in a much denser area. Okay. Yeah. So you don't live out in the sticks anymore. You live. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say West St. Paul's a sticks. They just didn't have as much stuff. But uh, but yeah, it's it's like everything you could want is within two miles. Uh, the yeah. fu The funny thing is where I work. Out the window in the room I work in, you can see a mattress firm <laughs> across the street. And it makes me laugh every time I see it now. I was like, I'm waiting to see like some Colombian money smugglers or drug smugglers coming in there or something. I don't know, but it's uh it's kind of funny. But let's uh let's learn a little bit about the mattress firm itself here, Phil. All right. According to Steve Inrich, who is one of the co founders Back in the 80s, if you wanted a mattress, most stores were in rundown areas containing tile or concrete flooring, and the mattresses would always be wrapped up in their fa factory plastic. On July 4th, 1986, Stephen Rich had an idea to make purchasing a bed more accessible. He convinced a shopping center to allow him and his partners to open up a little shop to sell their mattresses. Their store would be furnished with carpet, and none of the mattresses would have plastic on them. They wanted people to come in and test out the bed before they bought it. The final big selling point for the store was that they provided you the bed the same day, while other mattress stores during this time period, usually you had to wait up to 12 days to get your bed. So, pretty good marketing ploy there to get... The mattress firm started. Yeah. I will say, though, I mean, from what I remember when I was a little kid, every time I stayed at a relative's house, um, it seemed like no matter where like the bed was, they didn't really have much variation in, in beds back then. No. It was just like the old spring types with very little padding on them. So, yeah, I from what I remember, you'd, you'd get like the spring, uh, the spring beds and then, like, the extra fancy, like, $3,000 ones had, like, a thin pillow top on top of the springs or something like that. So, it's not, like, the amazing mattresses we have now. Oh, no. Not the, uh, 
like the big 14 inch wide, just basically foam memory foam ones. The, the nice with the gel in them. Yeah. Is that what you're rocking? Yeah. The, uh, the memory foam with the little gel layer to cool it down. Hell One yeah. of those guys. Yeah, that's what I got as well. Um, awesome, Ben. I love it. I don't oh, think it yeah. could ever go back to a shitty that's, old one. That's one of the things that, like, it's like toilet paper. Do not go cheap when it comes to buying a bed. Because yeah. I had a cheap bed before, and it wasn't that cheap, you know, it was it was one of the lower, lower end ones. Cause I didn't have a lot of money when I bought it, but I just had it for too long. And it was just, my back was going fucking nuts. Yeah. Like I bought this bed, my fucking back was healed within like a week. So <laughs> spend a lot of time on the bed. Yeah. You don't really think about it either. By 1999, the mattress firm was making an estimated $300 million in annual sales selling Sealy, Serta, Spring Air, and Dreamline beds. As of 2015, mattress firm sales at the end of the year totaled $2.4 billion. Now, where the story of mattress firm gets really interesting is when it was purchased by Steinhoff International for $3.8 billion. Now, the weird thing about this, and we'll definitely be getting into Steinhoff International later, but they bought the company for double of what it was actually worth. Okay. So, so yeah, that's, and I believe they bought it in 2016. So at the end of 2016, but that seems a little fishy. Yeah. Um. I mean, really, it's crazy because I don't really... I mean, obviously, I'm trying to think of, did they basically, because all other stores now kind of mimic Mattress Firm. So I'm guessing that they kind of like built the whole system that it revolves around. You would think that Steinhoff would just make their own for cheaper. Well, from, I have, I've been, I was having a little trouble understanding what Steinhoff International is exactly, but it seems like a company that buys brands kind of if that makes sense like they own 40 different uh stores i guess so okay so it's kind of weird um we'll be talking about them more later but i don't even know what you would call that it's almost like they just buy a whole bunch of different store brands and stores themselves and then just collect the profits from them i don't know yeah Kind of like that episode we had a few weeks ago on the illusion of choice. Kind of like these big conglomerates. They own all of this shit. You don't even realize that those stores are connected. Yeah. Maybe that's a perfect word for it. Conglomerate. Um, yeah. The, outside of the mattress firm, I didn't really recognize any of their stores. So maybe they're located in South Africa, uh, the company. So maybe they're more popular in like Africa or England or Europe or something versus the U S I don't know. Um, could be, but it seemed like a lot of clothing stores and stuff like that. So, yeah, I'm maybe I saw them like when I was over there, there were actually quite a few stores in Europe that looked like American stores, but they were a little different. Um, there was a store called next 
and it reminded me i always called it british jc pennies <laughs> so it was basically the exact same concept <laughs> it probably was I, it could have been owned by them i have no idea but uh but yeah, yeah that's kind of whatever that company does but with that little bit out of the way let's start looking a little deeper at why exactly are there so many mattresses stores more specifically mattress firm stores According to Freakonomics podcast, which Freakonomics is a popular financial book as well, if I remember correctly. Now, Hmm. they posted this comment about this phenomena here. One good estimate indicates there are at least 9,200 mattress stores in the United States. (laughs) By comparison, there are some 12,700 Starbucks in the U.S., so people buy coffee every single day, but they don't yeah. buy a mattress every single day. So again, why does there have to be so goddamn many? Yeah. Well, I mean, there are mattress stores in Iowa and there aren't any Starbucks in Iowa. So maybe maybe the Starbucks are just located in the most, you know, like there's the no Starbucks in area. Iowa. I think there might be two or three now, but there weren't any. Up until like in the 2000s, there weren't any Starbuckses. Oh, I bet, dude, I bet Des Moines and fucking Waterloo and uh, I bet they're, they have plenty of them. I would They probably have some Starbucks now. Yeah, it's, dude, there's probably like a hundred of them in the Twin Cities area. It's, uh, there's a lot. They almost have to be. I mean, obviously, Cresco, I was not going to have any Starbucks, but... Uh, but yeah, it's, but think, but think about those estimate numbers. Like they're three fourths of the amount of Starbucks is mattress stores like that seems excessive. Yeah. For maybe you, like we said before, maybe you buy a mattress every six to 10 years. Some people buy like three cups of Starbucks every day. Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing is, is like, didn't you used to go Starbucks every single day? Yeah, well, there was five on the ASU campus. So basically, everywhere you went, you could be within, you know, spitting distance of a Starbucks. So, <laughs> Well, if you open your eyes up a little more, you're probably within spitting distance of a mattress firm, Phil. Yeah, probably. I mean, there's <laughs> there's probably two just on my corner right here. And there's a Starbucks, too. So. Uh, yeah, but anyway, now... A lot of this information I'm about to go through is coming from the website wbur.org, um, who who did a little bit of research into this phenomena after they heard about, you know, the conspiracy rising. Now, I'm not entirely sure, but I think this website is affiliated with NPR. So okay. um, I think it was like an NPR show or something that looked into this. So we got to give them credit here. Now, got to give the socialists their due. (laughs) The reason that they were given uh, from Seth Basham, someone who deals with a lot of people involved in the mattress industry, he claims the reason that mattress firm has so many stores is they believe in the philosophy that if your stores are everywhere, it will instill in consumers' heads that mattress firm is the only option when you want to buy a mattress, thus creating this free marketing, I guess, if that mm. makes sense. Um, does that, what do you, how do you feel about that? I mean, it is kind of an odd, you know, it's a, it, they do make a good point, but it does get to the, 
like when is like too much too much like when are these businesses like solely competing with each other and just shutting each other down you know like well okay if you were like to tell recommend somebody to buy a mattress right and you didn't know the location you might say hey why don't you just look for a mattress for maybe yeah literally just drive down the street until you find one yeah like a fucking mcdonald's (laughs) i was thinking though we were talking about starbucks you got to think though the return on a mattress is probably a hell of a lot more than the return on like each cup of coffee so like if you if you think if they sell just one mattress that day they probably all of the people who had a shift during that time frame probably got paid yeah. So. Well, yeah, we'll we'll talk about what okay. their profit margins are allegedly on a bed, uh, but we'll yeah. go over that in just one second. Now, the other big thing that Mattress Firm strives to do is to constantly keep cannibalizing other mattress stores. Uh, so basically they consume them and then move their brand in there as well. So it's kind of the easy way to put themselves on the top. Um, and according to, you know, people who work at mattress firm, like higher ups that they have a lot of stores open, but they claim that it doesn't cost that much to actually pay for like the electricity and stuff or to pay Mm. the staff. So whether it actually works or not, it, as we've kind of proved on this show, the sheer amount of stores have caught people's attention and it certainly caught that person on Reddit's attention, which is where this whole thing started. Um, and maybe he's just kind of feeding into their <laughs> advertising, <laughs> you know, incidentally by talking about it. But it is kind of a thing where it's like if they kill all the competition and move in their stores, you're not going to see anything but mattress firms. I suppose that is a good point. So if you do have like just one person looking in working in this location and he's not only the manager and salesman, but also the guy who's lugging around mattresses and doing all of like the setup. You're only really paying the electricity and the one guy. Yeah. So maybe that's like part of their model is they just basically have one dude or two people who just do everything in these tiny little stores. I mean, realistically, if they have all these stores, they could have, you know, like two strong people to like carry the mattresses for the customer and they could just keep moving back and forth through all the stores. They don't even have to just sit at one, you know what I mean? Or like a delivery system that works with all the stores in an area or like, you know, they wouldn't need that many people. No, not really. So that's true. That's their excuse. I don't know. We, yeah, you can take that for what it is. I guess you can believe them or not. I don't really know. Now, Mattress Firm has found itself in a little bit of trouble from per- from purchasing all of these stores. They currently have a lawsuit going against two real estate executives that used to work for the company. The reason they are suing them is because these two people allegedly took bribes and payouts for tricking the company into signing exceedingly long leases or simply just overpaying for the value of whatever location they had purchased. So that's kind of a ongoing battle uh, right there. So that's kind of their, I don't know if that's the only thing they're kind of invested in, but that's kind of uh, a little bit of heat on them, I guess. 
they would be like really good when it comes to negotiating like for a professional sports team like football, baseball, basketball, when it comes to getting a new stadium from a city. They would be really good at that because usually those sweetheart deals also are you know, like bribes, payouts, and tricking the companies or tricking the cities into having these stupid long leases where basically the city is the one paying for these, you know, stadiums and the city ended up not getting any of the revenue. So they would actually be really good on like a larger scale. They went up to the big leagues. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah, I, I, here's the thing, like, I guess in that particular case, it's not necessarily Mattress Firm's fault that two of their employees fucked over the company itself. But uh, yeah. but yeah, those two guys, I guess, were taking payouts from somebody or allegedly taking payouts from somebody. I don't know. But, uh, but yeah, it's yeah. still nothing to do with money laundering or drug fronts or uh, whatever else they could be I- doing in there. I was going to say really quick, the like when you were kind of like going through what those executives did, it almost seems like because they were dealing with so many like property buyouts or store buyouts that they were able to kind of do this under the radar. You would think if there was a brand that was only doing like a few of these at a time, then they couldn't get away with this. But if they were just buying up all of these properties and just, you know, playing this whole shell game like all the time, then maybe that's how they got away with it. Just because they were doing this, it's like so many companies were getting bought up that they could just do this every time yeah. and not get caught. Well, yeah, I mean, I would I would assume these two dudes were just buying up so many storefronts and the corporation itself didn't really look into the numbers too quick, too <laughs> To, yeah. you know, whatever. There's like, oh, that seems like a good deal. Let's put a mattress firm there. Uh, 45 year deal for $3 million. Okay, that sounds great. Sign and it's me in up. a shithole part of the city. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, it, I, I'm, you know what? Honestly, I can only imagine like a lot of companies do this. I've heard a rumor that like Best Buy, the, some of the, one of the CEOs are like something like that buys the locations and then charges Best Buy itself rent and then he collects mm. the money for it. Yeah. So it's those, those yeah. fucking sweetheart deals where they basically it's like you're kind of expected to do this shit. Yeah. You yeah. Know, you're fiefdom a little bit. <laughs> now let's let's get into how much how do they make so much money? Kind of what you were alluding to. Uh, generally speaking, most people might purchase a new mattress every five to 10 years, probably closer to the latter. We tend to, you know, neglect things like a bed or most of us do. They have so many stores open, yet the demand for mattresses is not astronomically high. So how do they make so much money? Well, little known fact is that mattresses generally have pretty hefty profit margins, uh, some as high as 50 percent so that is that's quite quite a bit of a profit margin yeah a new bed like a good one can run you probably nine to twelve hundred dollars the cheaper ones obviously you know you might be able to get a costco fucking 
you know, bed for like four to five hundred dollars. And then the really nice ones might be like three grand. Yeah. Um, no idea how much water beds cost, but I, from be from when I was a little kid, I still want one. Maybe in a guest bedroom someday. I don't know if there's comfies you remember. Yeah, probably not. Like when you're a little kid, you could pretty much sleep anywhere and it's yeah. comfortable. Probably yeah. trying to sleep in one now wouldn't be very good. Yeah. So so what you were alluding to here. So you got a thousand dollar bed, right? Mattress yeah. firm paid five hundred dollars for that fucker. You are buying it for a thousand. That's five hundred dollars profit for them. That's spectacular. Yep. Like that's like HDMI level, HDMI cable level profit margins. Uh, like Best Buy, I remember their HDMI cables would be like eighty dollars, right? And yep. when you get the employee discount, which is like five percent above cost, it was like fifteen dollars for that cable. So. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, every little piece of electronics that you buy comes with an elect- with an HDMI cable. But then you try to buy one in the store, like the exact same kind, and it's just fucking outrageous. It's like yeah. they wouldn't be putting these for free in everything if they weren't cheap. Yeah. But, yeah, that's how they uh that's where they make their money in the cables and the fucking little knickknack things like that. Um so anyway, now, as far as we know, the shadiest thing mattress mattress stores do in regards to money is constantly lying about having the mattresses at huge discounts, claiming things like, this mattress was 4000 now it's 2000 Do you want to miss out on a 50% off sale? You don't want to miss that. It's an annoying, it's an annoying sales technique. But you can't deny it is somewhat effective, especially if you think about Kohl's. Let's say Kohl's, their entire business model is built on this. Yeah, basically jacking up the prices and then claiming that it's 40% off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's really stupid and it creates this false illusion that uh, you're going, you know, you're getting a great deal. I mean, honestly... Like you alluded to earlier, the fucking uh, going out of business liquidation sales, same thing. Yeah. They're not actually going out of business. They're not actually going out of business and nothing there is actually on sale. Everything is full price. (laughs) It just has a little 50% off sticker. There are, I mean, I've known some people in my life, uh, I'm not going to mention who it was, but it was basically, there was a situation where one where the husband got the wife a new video camera for Christmas. And when he was at the store, the electronics store, he told the lady who was selling him the camera, like, listen, I will pay full price for this, but could I please have a, like a 50% off or a 45% off sticker to put on this so that my wife thinks that I saved money on it. The lady was so nice that she gave him a roll of stickers that said half off. (laughs) <laughs> so that he could ever anytime he bought anything, he could place one of those stickers <laughs> on it so that he he could buy it and not have to take it back. Oh, God, that's great, man. Yeah. It's uh, that's great. I know I've I think I've posed this question on one of our shows before, but I was like, if you were, say, going to propose to your significant other, right? Yeah. Should you ever tell them that you got the ring? <laughs> on a discount or like it was on sale or something. I just, I don't know. Maybe you should never tell them that. Here's my thing. It's, 
it's such a stupid concept to spend so much money on engagement rings when you could put like a down payment on a house. Mm-hmm. You would, I mean, I realize it's one of those things where she likes, you know, maybe she wants to go show it off or maybe the dudes likes to brag about how much he spent on that ring. But just in my mind, it's such a stupid thing to spend money on, you know, like all right. of that money just for a, an engagement ring. That's going to end up getting welded to a wedding ring later anyway. <laughs> True that. That's yeah. uh, Phil's <laughs> matrimonial <laughs> advice. What a one right there. I have a funny story. It was uh, so when I was back in just after basic, I was in tech school. One of my buddies after not after being away from his fiance or girlfriend for eight weeks in basic, he was ready to propose like right then and there. So we were all, we all went to a mall, a thousand oaks just outside of like Oxnard, L.A., all of those places. It's a big shopping center in Thousand Oaks. We went to go and look at rings for him. And I was in the ring store with me, him, and another buddy. And basically the whole time I was just telling him like, man, that's such a waste of money. Like, why are you doing this? Like, you know, trying to talk him out of like spending so much because the lady wanted him to spend like 2,500 bucks. And like basically like, you know, down payment, payments, all of that stuff. She like kicked me out of the store. Just because I was, you know, telling them not to do it. Don't go, you know, don't spend so much money on a ring. But it's just the salesman thing. Like Mm. making, trying to make him seem like he had to buy it. You know, like kind of getting into that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Phil, we're all, we're going to, we're going to bring this back. When you reach that point in your life where you're about ready to propose and you are in that diamond store, we're going to be pulling this back up cubic zirconium <laughs> just it's gonna be it's gonna be so fake just get her a homies thing out of the 50 cent thing there. <laughs> exactly uh but yeah teach their own now let's get into the juiciest part of this bad boy steinhoff international this is uh this is the good stuff right here now steinhoff international is the company that would acquire mattress firm in 2016 and steinhoff international does have a little blood on their shoes. Steinhoff International was originally started in 1996 by a gentleman by the name of Bruno Steinhoff. Bruno (laughs) was from West Germany before moving to South Africa and starting up the company. Steinhoff International took off and became one of the largest companies on the Johannesburg Stock Exchange. They employed 50,000 people in South Africa And as no surprise, their top executives had access to ungodly amounts of money. There's a big thing about them walking around town, flaunting their shit like like they had yachts. And like nobody really cared, but like they were flaunting their wealth pretty bad. There's a there's a coworker of mine who's actually he's originally from South Africa and from the way that he makes South Africa sound, it's not a place where you would want to be flaunting a lot of your money around. <laughs> so it's kind of sounds pretty dangerous. There was uh, there was actually really bad like carjackings that were going on, I believe, during the 90s. Ooh, so, Ooh that's not good. The- that's one of the places. Oh, that's one of the places where they actually had the um, the the oh shit button for your car where it would. Um, shoot out like napalm out the side of it if someone was trying to carjack you Ooh, while you were Jesus. in it. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't really get into it, but I believe uh, they were kind of at the height of their th- 
thing. Was apartheid still going on? It was just ending okay. in the 90s. Okay. So. Yeah. I remember it was like, it mentioned something about that in this company. I didn't really go into too much too much about it because we're kind of talking about later on but uh mm. but yeah i i don't know uh funny thing about south africa we had a doctor right and he he had like this really peculiar accent and i'm like god is he australian or like something like that and then come to find out he's from south africa as well yeah it is uh it's hard to tell there is it's i mean i've i've met someone from like who had was just out of South Africa. And I did think that they were Australian. They yeah. had flown in uh, around in Cambridge. They were partying in Cambridge. I had met him and his wife and I couldn't tell like if I thought they were Australian. Cause I had met a bunch of Australian people uh, in the bars up there, but yeah, kind of hard to tell. It does sound a little Australian though. So Australia is forgiven uh, Britain about that whole penile colony thing, huh? I guess so, you know. I, they're pretty laid back people though. Everyone nah. that I've met, they all seem like like surfer people, so nah, like laid they, back. They're pretty cool. Uh one quick note before I finish off here, Phil. Um so I was watching I think it was like Paranormal Caught on Camera or one of those shows mm. and it was a British guy's like paranormal video and it had his name and then where he lived, fucking Doncaster. Oh, Doncaster. Yeah, I was like, it's the greatest shit. city in England. Yeah. Super welcoming. Nice people. <laughs> if you ever if you're ever uh traveling on a train from London to <laughs> go, going up to Scotland, stop in Doncaster. It's a oh, nice yeah. Town. Yeah, I just I thought of, the first thing I did was think of you talking about the legendary tales of Doncaster in England. Yeah. Awesome town. Uh they had basically it I'm pretty sure they had never met Americans before in their life. So we drank for free all night. There was no cover, no lines. We just basically like started speaking and then the bouncer just waved us on in. So Hell it was yeah. awesome. Hell yeah. Now, then CEO of Steinoff International, Marcus Joost, resigned on December 5th, 2017 without any warning. And this really started to raise some eyebrows. His resignation came not long after the company had purchased Mattress Firm, and apparently Marcus Joost had a big falling out with the major suppliers of Tempur-Sealy. As a side note, Tempur-Sealy is apparently currently suing Mattress Firm for selling Tempur-Pedic because they sound too similar. Um, yeah. Seems pretty petty there uh <laughs> i don't yeah. know you had a sealy though oh yeah you had sealy right Asserta. i have a Asserta. Asserta. okay I've, i i did not realize that tempurpedic and well i've i never even never really heard it called temper sealy i've always just called it heard sealy see so i thought tempurpedic though was temper we like much like mattress firm cannibalizes other mattress stores like the mattress manufacturers have been constantly cannibalizing each other as well so they like i'm sure temper whatever bought out sealy or com merge companies or something like that yeah just like how car companies do that shit and then yeah. they combine their names yeah yeah, yeah. so I i'm guessing that's why it is but it just seems like god why i i mean i is anybody really gonna get confused by temper sealy and temper pedic like come on i don't know I mean, maybe, maybe they think they're the same company. I don't really, it's kind of weird. I mean, 
Tempur-Pedic, I see commercials for all the time, but Sealy's just kind of like a normal brand. I've never heard of anything to do with like temper. Like, yeah, I don't with, know with that part of their name. So maybe that's part of the lawsuit. Probably. Now, all of that isn't the bad part. The bad part was that after Marcus Juiced resigned, it may have been because the South African police were looking into claims of alleged fraud. Apparently, Steinhoff International had been cooking the books for a bit and pretending like nothing was wrong. Because of all the probes and investigations going on with Steinhoff International, it caused a huge financial collapse, leading to its share prices falling by over 90%. So what they were doing, if I don't really understand like the financial terminology that well, but apparently they were overvaluing their company and products for some reason and then writing that in the book. I don't know why yeah. they do that. It sounds like they were trying to cover up huge losses. So they were kind of like making receipts that weren't really there. So instead of your company, say, making like... Maybe you're saying your company made 20 billion last quarter when it only made two, but you, you know, you cook the books to move some decimal points around to make it so that it seems like you're in the black when really you're just, you know, dying in the red. Yeah. So they've been something like that. Yeah. I could they be lying about the profits to pay themselves more? Possibly. And then, I mean, when you were saying that they spent a shit ton of money to buy a mattress firm, possibly they spent that much to make themselves seem like they just had a ton of money, like stashed away. Even if maybe they weren't doing so well, like, oh, we've got just a shit ton of money and we're growing like crazy. Look at, we just bought fucking mattress firm for what was $3 billion. We're doing great. You know, you know what the other one of those deals, you know, what the other thing I was thinking, because their share prices fell by so much, maybe they lied about how much they're making to increase the share prices. Maybe that was something like that. Uh, Oh, that's a good point, too. And then they just got out uh, when their shares were high and left everybody else with the bag of shit (laughs) down 90 percent. And then go ahead. Well, I was going to say too, and then once those once those shares go down to 90%, then they rebuy back. They buy back those shares for nothing. And then when the company's doing well again, then they have all of this money that they gained from the the share price going back up. So, yeah, I don't know how like strict the Johannesburg stock market <laughs> is. Um SEC, yeah. Yeah, I I I don't know, but um I something weird was happening. The company's not dead. I know that, but the website, that's why it was really hard to figure out what they were because the website looks like it was made in 1990, but <laughs> I don't know. So kind of the thing is, is, and I kind of want to ask you these questions. Uh, let's start first off here, Phil. Do you believe the sole reason they have so many mattress firms is simply because of their philosophy in advertising or do you think they could actually be a front for money laundering or drug trafficking or they're doing something fishy for Steinhoff International I don't what do you think I mean the the whole thing about the money laundering that really uh, it's kind of one of those deals just like the um there's 
the profit margin is so high. So let's say that you, you know, claim that you sold five mattresses that day when really you only sold one and then you throw, you know, four, you give away for free. That way, if you, you know, are doing some money laundering shit, you can cook those books and bring that money back in. The drug stuff, I mean, I really don't know about that. Um, it's kind of, I mean, obviously, if you go in there, you know, wanting to buy drugs, you would have heard about it by now. Yeah. You know, like somebody going in there to buy drugs and then really just because no one's in there, you know, you can do some under the table shit. So I do kind of like the money laundering thing, kind of like uh, coin operated laundromats. No one really like keeps receipts of laundromats. So who knows, you know, did they, did you make $10,000 that day or that week or 50, you know? Right. Oh, that's a good one too. I never even thought about a laundromat. Yeah. Well, that's like, like historically that's been a really good business for money laundering. Hmm. So the mafia always deals with, uh, those and also, you know, restaurants too. Did you sell, you know, this much food or, you know, a shit ton of food? Like a, the uh, Italian mafia was kind of big into doing that stuff. So maybe they've evolved to mattress firms. Possibly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's obviously th- the unique connection is Steinhoff International is without a doubt shady. Um, and now that they own mattress firm, <laughs> I, it, the weird thing is, is like the Steinhoff International stuff happened right after they bought mattress firm. Right. And yeah. then it seems like over the past three years, mattress firms have been popping up like fucking rabbits. Like they're just everywhere. So I don't know if it's like a financial dump for them or something. I, I, I don't know. Something just seems really weird about it. Um, but maybe they more people buy mattresses than we'd think. I don't know. Well, one thing that so one of the big ways that McDonald's makes money, it doesn't just make money off of selling burgers. It actually makes quite a bit of money from being the landowner of every single McDonald's. So perhaps it's kind of like they are making income off of the land that they own because they own so many mattress firms. It doesn't matter if they sell mattresses or not. They're making a shit ton of money off of the land. So. Yeah, but but wouldn't McDonald's make money that way because they are a franchise and the franchise has to pay McDonald's Corporation for that property? Possibly. Yeah. Doesn't I, uh well the mattress firms have are franchises too though. Are they? they? I don't know. I don't think so. I thought oh, I thought that the mattress firms were franchises the same way as McDonald's po- was. I mean possibly. I don't think so, but possibly. I'm I can't okay. say that for sure. Um, but I don't know, maybe they are, I should have probably looked into that, yeah. but, uh, well, we are kind of going off of the, off the rails a little bit, yeah. you know, with coming up, like speculating on what it could possibly be, but well, I, it is, I mean, there's just so fucking many of them. You never really, <laughs> I never really thought about it. Yeah, It's kind of, it's kind of one of those like Mandela effect things where you didn't really think about it, but like, yeah, that is kind of weird. Yeah. Like once someone opens your eyes to it, you know? Okay. Could now final one here. Could the mattress firms actually be Barry Satiro's reptilian egg hatching centers? Of course they could be. It, they could also be spare parts for if Jess Bezos is in town. <laughs> maybe it is where Barry Satiro keeps his time machine. Yeah, like They're all maybe. little garages. 
That's why they're spread out because Barry Satira could pop up anywhere. True. So true. Very true. Now, uh, f- ultimate final thing here, Phil. What is your personal overall feeling about this conspiracy? Is there any validity to it, or do you think it's just wild uh, coincidences? Well, the first thought that I have really is wondering if there are a shit ton of mattress firms in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Because <laughs> from what I understand about Pittsburgh, most people there either sleep in the ground or in on the ground or in dumpsters. Yeah. So what sacks. kind of mattresses does mattress firm in Pittsburgh sell? Are they just burlap sacks? Uh, that's a I'm guessing that's a market they cannot penetrate. Probably. I'm guessing everyone just has a mattress from like the 1920s that they're still like, it's just on the ground, you know, full of stains from all the whores and thieving whores there. So (laughs) that could be. Uh, Okay, guys. Well, thank you so much. I hope all of our uh, patrons got their cards. We, I don't know if I've heard from anybody yet. You should be getting them pretty soon. If you get them and you hear this episode, message Phil on Subliminal Deception Podcast and, uh, or take a picture of them or something so we can post it on our social media. I would love to see it or message me either way. Or, Phil, how else can they contact us? Well, besides getting a hold of us from our Instagram on Subliminal Deception Podcast on IG, they can hit us up on our email, subliminaldpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we would actually really love to hear from you guys. We'd love to hear from our Patreons who got those letters. Uh, it'd be great. Uh, also, like Cody said before on Instagram, Subliminal Deception Podcast. Uh, it's great to have, you know, we get a lot of likes, a lot of a re- lot of messages from our fans. It'd be great to get pictures posted of the letters that you got sent. Uh, Cody and I both also have our own Instagram accounts, minus SDPodPhil. Uh, Cody, you have one? Yeah, uh, follow me at Cody Zabub. The last thing we need you guys to do is to log on to iTunes and leave the show five-star review. Doesn't matter what you say. Uh, write something quirky. Maybe we'll read it on here if it's funny enough, but it has to be five stars. Uh, the other thing you can do if you're a Spotify user, you just uh, bop that follow button. It's allegedly the exact same as an iTunes review for Spotify. Otherwise, guys, uh, I hope you, you know, you're going to you're gonna pay attention to the this, this, uh, businesses around you. You're going to be like, why is there so many fucking mattress firms around me? See you yeah. guys next week. Thanks, guys.